welcome back to Midnight in the Garden. It's almost midnight. It's 11.14, which makes it 9.14 in Colorado. Hello, Colorado. How y'all doing? How? Uh, welcome back to our podcast. It's been a while. It's been a long while. It's been a little bit more than a long while. It's been months, <laughs> and we're really sorry. Um, we... Due to the state of things in the world right now, uh, it's been kind of a bit, it's, it's been a bit much. Yeah. For, uh. We, we ended up having a few things happen that kind of delayed the podcast from happening. Technical difficulties and, like, Callie leaked all over my computer and my microphone. And, like, along with all the outside like problems going on everything started falling apart with like the racial divide and it felt like that was way more important than like i don't know like fighting my computer you know i felt like i felt like my energy was more useful elsewhere but i think that now we're a little bit more stable and able to work with this we are recording on a phone, though. <laughs> yeah, it is on a phone. Uh, I have unlimited data, though, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Now, updates on why it's a more stable situation. Yeah. Uh, I now have a job. Yeah. Which is nice, so, because last podcast I didn't have one, yes. and I was very stressed about that. Yes. And now, since, you know, Callie leaked everywhere and onto, the, onto our computers. And onto both, our beds. Both. Both computers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have computers now. Well, you do. I, I do now. Uh, I could talk about that some other time. Yeah. But uh, we now no longer live in Cali. Mm-hmm. We have an apartment. Yes. We and are roommating yes. with a friend. It was, a, it was like a wild thing. Okay, so we met this friend online, and we hung out with another friend of ours, with Shay, and... Um, Shay hung out with them first. Yeah, and then we ended up hanging out, and then, uh, our roommate was kind of like, I really need a roommate. If you know anyone who needs a, who needs a roommate, please let me know. And Saf and I kind of looked at each other, and later we were like, were we both thinking the same thing? It would be really good for us to have somewhere to stay. So we ended up, like, just recently we signed on to the lease, and we've been helping pay the bills before that and we've been like staying here for a while before we were on the lease which probably illegal but we helped pay for things so yeah it was good uh speaking of having the apartment now but uh so we have a bed in our room yeah and it's it's full or king size it's a king size it's it's two twins sat sitting right next to each other. Yeah, it's connected. And, though. Uh, it can't be anywhere else in the room because if it were, it would be either keeping doors from opening or keeping doors closed or open. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Either open. one. Either it would not let doors. Yeah, it would be not. Doors. It would not <laughs> let doors. <laughs> the 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 bed takes up eighty percent of the room, but it's comfy. It's comfy because they're they're okay. So there are times when sleeping in the same bed becomes tough for both of us because mm-hmm. for some reason I get really sensitive mm-hmm. and I don't like being touched when I'm waking yeah. up. And sometimes when I'm like crowded in I feel like I can't breathe. So we had a king size bed when, where we lived before and then in Cali we made do but now here we have a king size bed again and it's been really nice. 
Yeah, it's been really nice. But in spread out. Enough about our bed. We have a lot of other things to talk I mean, about. Hey, I, I like our bed. It it needs to be talked about. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you it's got comfy. that. It's comfy. I'm glad that you got that off okay. your chest. No, don't be mean to me. <laughs> We want right. to um, we want to introduce our thinking question here at the beginning so that you guys have time to think about it and uh, we have time to think about it because it's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything closed down, but you solely have the power and money to keep one establishment open. What would you choose? Yeah. If everything is, if like the whole world is shutting down, but like enough is open to keep things like people aren't gonna die or anything it's kind of the apocalypse but kind of not and like maybe we're starting over or something like that but you get to choose one that stays like a restaurant a store a specialty store a local place anything so or uh, like depend like it'd be any establishment i think because it, it it it's interesting to think uh what people's uh priorities are yeah. like what what do you cons- what do you want to put your money and power into to keeping open yeah it's really telling yeah <laughs> but like this is all your money you have to use all oh, of it yeah. like you only get one choice yeah that's the thinking question we will answer this before we're done with the podcast and we want to talk about the one of like one of our listeners answered our thinking question last time and then we didn't make a podcast episode for months and I feel really bad one of our listeners, it was the question was what food matches your personality type, and one of our listeners said salted caramel, and I think that that's lovely because it is it's a sweet and rich flavor and like has a lot of deep notes, just like a regular caramel is kind of a plain sweet, and but a salted caramel has like more layers to it, and I think that that's a really good choice. Yeah. And uh, to the listener who answered that question, hopefully you're still listening, and mm. we very much appreciate your support. Uh, s- caramel is actually one of my favorite candies. Oh, so, that's nice. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to let you know. That's <laughs> so warm and wholesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you for answering our question. And this thinking question will be on our Facebook page attached to this episode. So if you go to Facebook, find Midnight in the Garden, it will be there. And I would love to hear any answers anybody has for us. We will answer this later. I did want to throw this out there, okay. because last podcast, if anybody listened to it recently, or is going to re-listen to it, mm-hmm. we talked about our candles, and yeah. I think they deserve some they recognition. Be, they want to be laid to rest. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any we, of those candles uh, anymore. No, we don't. We, uh, <laughs> we uh, either left them too high up in Cali, where it got too hot and they melted, mm-hmm. and wouldn't relight, right. or they melted completely because one of them was the one that doesn't have a case for it to sit yeah. in, so it just kind of went, ooh. It got really droopy, <laughs> but one of them got donated to a friend. It was, like, the pink crystal candle. She actually still uses it. She uses it. That's so nice. She sent me a Snapchat the other day about it next to her bath. I'm so glad it still exists. So those are are some updates. Those are some some good updates. We still want to work on Callie and, like, fix her roof. But at the same time, it's a very old van. So we're actually, like, trying to save up for a second car. Just to have something, because right now both our jobs rely on one vehicle, and the vehicle is old and leaky. And yeah, <laughs> it's scary. 
uh, part of the roof is actually falling apart. It part have mm-hmm. it, part of it isn't just like falling apart. Yeah. It look it feels loose. I know. So that's, that's what happens when we get foggy. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. But Sapphire got a job while we were gone. I am no longer on leave of absence. I went back to work at the end of July or no, the the beginning of July, right? Something along those lines. It was in July. Yeah. It was at some point, and uh, the place where I work, I don't remember if I mentioned exactly where I work, but they went to $15 an hour for the virus, and they ended up keeping that. So, like, that's really nice to go back to work, and I'm actually making almost as much as I was making on unemployment, which is, like, I thought that it was going to hurt more to go from the buffer, the, the help, the CARES Act, is that it? The yeah. CARES Act unemployment and, like, going from making that amount of money weekly and then, like, it would, if I, I was worried it would feel like a struggle, but it's really been, like, I feel like I've been taken care of going back into the essential workforce. I really wish that I was making just a little bit more. Beggars can't be juicers. You were yeah. unemployed. Did you say juicers? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, and by I don't remember, I, know I mean... that I was unemployed, but yeah. I would really like to be able to make a little bit more, considering I'm also trying yeah. to help pay for things. You're doing and I great want the you, way you are. I want you to be able to have less hours so you don't have to come home so exhausted all the time. Yeah. Like, I would like... Because I'm working 38 hours a week. I'm mm-hmm. working... Up to the the minimum, and I'm still not making like you mean enough. The maximum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not making enough to where I want to be right. to be able to help. And having a drive to do better is a good thing, but just make sure that it doesn't oh, consume yeah. you. I also think about a lot. Uh, think a lot about moving forward and like how if I was going to leave the job that I have now, I wouldn't want it to be like, a step sideways. I wouldn't want to move from a retail job to a retail job. Because I started at a restaurant, and I went to another restaurant that I felt like was a step forward. And then I went up to retail, which I feel like, like, this is my personal experience. It's not the same for everybody. I feel like moving from a restaurant to retail was a step forward for me, because retail, I'm a lot more comfortable than I was working in a restaurant. And if I were going to leave the job I have now, I wouldn't want it to feel like a step down or a step sideways. If I was going to leave the job I have now, I want it to be, like, moving forward towards something better and moving forward towards something that, like, fits more. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be a step down. So what I'm saying about what you're saying is that it's good to look for something that is more, but make sure you're not making a step sideways that you think is helping in the end, staying in the same place and having a job, like, that you've been at for, like, a year, two years, even if that's something you weren't necessarily wanting, it looks good on your record to have more, t- like, time under your belt in a, in one place. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't plan on leaving this job for any time soon, mm-hmm. even if it gets rough and, like, em- employers are becoming... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't plan on leaving. I want to keep my job. I want to be able to help out as best I can. Right. Uh, I just wish that all of us were being paid living wages. Right. But But we're not. But that is more a discussion for our country and not for our employers. Although our employers are taking advantage of this, like, 
of the... My supervisor makes the same as me. Yeah, exactly. Our employers, like, not your supervisors, your employer, the company... Oh, no, I know. ...is taking advantage of a system that lets it do what it wants. I mean, like, our supervisor who does everything within his power to make sure that we're taken care of, that, uh, like, we were able to get the bathroom breaks when we need them, Mm -hmm. uh, we're always on our lunch on time, we're, uh... Like they, he he makes sure yeah, that he we, takes care of you. Yeah, he's a really good worker. Like right. really hard. He gets everything done so fast. Yeah, and he's making the same as me. Right, but you're also going to be trained to be one of the supervisors. I am not going to be trained to be a supervisor. Not a supervisor, but something I'm above a regular cashier. Uh, so like, only like one step above. Yeah, <laughs> but still. It's not cashier. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I cannot stand customers. You're uh, gonna have to... To speak about you, we're done talking about me. Okay. We're talking about you. To, wasn't it today? Yes. Your three-year anniversary with Target? Yeah. Well, no, okay, that was not... Not yesterday, it was Saturday. They gave me a little card that says, um, like, three years on the front, and it has, like, a picture of one of the packages that I pack every day, and I'm just like, ooh. It's very sweet of them to write me like a little note and stuff. But then I was like really looking at it and really thinking about it. And it's like, wow, three years of this. And it like gave me sort of like this existential kind of feeling of that three years has flown by. And when I first started working where I'm working now, I didn't think that it was going to be a permanent thing. Like last this time last year, I remember saying, like, I'm not going through this holiday season here. I need to find something else. And I tried to. I tried to work at a restaurant that was, like, fancy. It was, like, a like a really nice restaurant. Oh, really like, posh. It was so fancy. And I was like, this feels like a step forward. And I went in there for one week. And then after that one week, I got a text from them that said, hey, we don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess this isn't where I'm supposed to go. And I let, like, that, that made me, like, that didn't feel like a failure, but I think it felt like a failure enough that I haven't tried to get anywhere else from there. And what has been, what is one of, oh my god, I can't speak. What one of my coworkers has been doing lately has been, like, really inspiring me. One of my coworkers just opened up an Etsy store full of, like, little trinkets and, like, art stickers that she's made, and it makes me want to do something like that. But every time I think about, like, making little trinkets, making things like that, it just, it feels like I'm trying to find a new thing. And I just have so many, like, artistic endeavors already that it feels like I'm giving up on those. Especially because I've been, like, crocheting a lot more lately. I've been, like, I don't know, painting a little bit more, like, coloring and stuff like that. And it feels like to start a new thing... And try and have a new, like, financial endeavor that way feels like I'm giving up on the ones I already have instead of trying to make money with the ones I already already have, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, I don't know, it just... I think it would be refreshing to see an Etsy store that offers more than just one kind of item. And, like, that's true, but cohesive... Like, yeah, being cohesive... cohesive marketing would work. Right. But, I mean, like, you could have it as, like, uh, one listing, like, hey, I can also do crochet. If you're thinking about it, yeah. then I can, I offer it. Right. And it's, like, if, like, it's for, it's for those people that 
enjoy your work and want to support you. Yeah. But they're not looking to get, like, stickers right. or something. Uh, side side note, that doesn't really have anything to do with that at all. No, well, no, I know, but I mean, like... No, 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 I'm, no, I'm saying, like, I'm trying to say a side note that doesn't oh, have anything to do with that at all. you mean that you were going to yeah. go off on a tangent. Yeah. I was trying to be supportive. I, I appreciate, <laughs> I, I appreciate your supportiveness, and I think that maybe, like, with a cohesive brand on all the items, it could work to have a jack-of-all-trades Etsy store. Mm-hmm. But, like, you would have to make it work together, otherwise it would feel like a mishmash, and I don't know. Only, ooh, I have, I have, I have an idea. Kay. It just popped in my head. I Kay, have to right. say it before it Go leaves. for it. All right, so, you could have, like, a, a one thing that you, that is easy for you to make, yes. you're good at making, and mm-hmm. people like. Cool. Like, that can be your front brand. Okay. Like, that'll be the thing that's, it's, it's, it's up on the front, and you could have cool. little events where you are offering crochet okay or you're offering stamps or you're okay. offering like something gift else cards yeah greeting cards i or mean gre- not gift cards yeah where uh like you you make you make one thing mm-hmm. and then you're like if you get enough traction yes you throw up an event or if you don't get enough traction you can throw up an event to right. just like you know gain some attention from yes. it be like, hey, I have an event coming up. Uh, it's going to be crochet week or something, and you're okay. gonna do like tiny little crochet crafts. Okay. And like, you, you could do that. Maybe. Again, I feel like you'd have to be pre-prepared instead of oh, post-prepared. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be auctioning off all these little crochet creatures on no, no, on eBay. Not, not, not auctioning. What I mean. No, is... that's what I'm saying though. Like, if it were an event. Be like, okay, it's crochet week, I have all these creatures and I'm going to be selling them, but, like, there's only one of each, so get there fast, that kind of thing. Like, I don't want to have it be, like, an event and then have it be, like, a post-created thing, because that makes me very nervous to have orders and then have to fulfill them. I would rather have an item, and then when someone buys it, I ship it off to them because I already have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, like, you can have it like that. Where, like, you, you have something that you're selling, you have an event coming up, mm-hmm. you let them know, you have them created, and then you're like, hey, I'm selling these now for a limited time. Yeah. And then, like, like you don't have it for, like, yeah. you, you have it, like, for once once a month, you have a week yeah. for crochet week. Okay. And, because that, that, that gains people's attention saying, hey... This is limited. Yeah, this is limited. Yeah. And I want to get it, but, but it's not the week, so yeah. it's going to wait. Yeah, exactly. It, that's it, a good idea. It creates some sort of excitement. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. Because that's how I felt about the online game uh, Flight Rising, which is why right. I play it. Yeah. Like, it was only on Sundays that you could ev- you could sign up to play. Okay. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back when it was, like, like really gaining popularity and uh it's because they didn't have a big serv- they didn't have a big team so right. they had to be able to manage how many players they had so they had to have a whole week of managing this whole thing before more players could join yeah and now they have a big enough team right that you can join at any point now yeah like so I the, re- you you're looking after you're looking for the exclusivity yeah yeah and you want to like you want to like create exclusivity in your own shop yeah, that's that's why since since you're just yeah. you're beginning this. See, to start something out though, you kind of have to have like 
Yes, you have to no. have an audience to have exclusivity. If there's no one buying anything at all and you say limited time and then it's gone, then, like, it doesn't make a difference if no one's seeing it either way. Yes. Yeah. But that also starts a reputation for the idea that you have this exclusivity and then people who, like, see it are like, whoa. Yeah. Um, what I'm trying to say is uh, start your store. Okay. With, yeah, you want variety, but start your store with one thing. Okay. One thing that you're like good stickers. at. Yeah, one thing that you're good at. One thing that you can uh, make in mass. Mm-hmm. One thing that people uh, are interested in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's interested in stickers. Everyone yeah. likes stickers. Ever since we were a kid, we like sticking yeah. things to things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it... It oh, having the exclusivity opens the pathway to having more permanently in your store. Hmm. So once you know people are interested, you you yeah, tested it, the it, waters. It's, you're you're testing waters. Yeah. Can I go back to my unrelated note that I never got to? Yes, but I really okay. I wanted to support you. <laughs> Thank you for supporting me and like talking about Etsy things because I would love to start an Etsy store. I have one, but like I would love to actually like work towards it. But anyway, unrelated note. So when I was working, I it was like. I saw this, like, pillow. I think it's, like, a Christmas pillow, but, like, it had, like, a picture of a coffee cup on the front. And I was, like, how boring. Because it was just a white pillow with a picture of, like, a, like, a, one of those disposable coffee cups on the front. And I was, like, can you imagine having a brand where the brand name is just brand and the logo is just called brand logo? And then I was, like, well, let's take it one step further because brand is spelled almost the same as bland. So you could have the R crossed out and have an L over top of it. And, like, I was, like... That would be really funny, actually, to have, like, a pillow with a picture of a coffee cup like that. But, like, it says top text and then a uh, picture of coffee cup as the bottom text. And, like, it's... <laughs> Gen, Z, Gen Z would fucking It would love be so that. funny to have, like, a pillow that says top text and then picture of coffee cup. And then, like, that's just, like, on the pillow. Like, you forgot those, to take it off. All, all those uh, older people who uh, are just like, that's poor marketing. And or like, like, are or you like, sure? Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god, look, they made a mistake on that pillow. Haha, <laughs> so funny. And then the Gen Z is like, I want it. Like, they're itching at their, I, they're I itching count, at their fingers. I can count on both my hands how many people would absolutely die for a pillow like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do that. I just don't know how to make pillows. You know what, though? Like, I could go on Zazzle or something and, like, design things that, like, look like they're unfinished and look like they're the minimum effort possible and, like, design it specifically to appeal to people who like mistakes. (laughs) You mean most of Gen Z? Yeah. We adopt the broken things. We latch on to mistakes. I buy bent-up packages of macaroni because I feel like they'll be lonely without me. Exactly. (laughs) You see what I mean? Yeah. I think that that's good for our return episode except for we need to answer our thinking question so i don't know i kind of want to keep going but sure we can keep going after the thinking question but i do want to say the thinking question before we forget completely oh yeah i think that the store that i would keep open would probably be um like i want to say like a farmer's market or something but that's the kind of thing that would pop back up really fast you know yeah it's the kind of thing that is easy to rebuild so something that i would like like a main thing that i would keep open so that society still has it is like 
I mean, I know this is like a corporate entity, but I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say Starbucks. Because, like, back when I was super socially anxious and, like, didn't know how to talk to people and, like, didn't know what I was doing, I still felt like I could go to a Starbucks and, like, sit in their comfy chairs and use their Wi-Fi, even though I didn't know anybody and I wasn't going to talk to anybody and, like, I really wanted to be left alone. I still like felt like it was a place to hang out. Kind of. It's like a yeah. tavern, but for coffee. Especially, like, listen, if it was the the post-apocalypse and the Starbucks was still open, they would be more like taverns, I feel like. They would be the meeting place. Mm-hmm. So what What about you? What would your answer to the thinking question be? Well, I was kind of be? thinking this along the same lines. Uh, keep something open that people are drawn to. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks, for the life of me, I am trying to quit coffee. Yeah. I really am. It's just, it's hurting me. <laughs> uh, I mean, you like tea now. That's got I to help. I do like tea, but that's also hurting me. Really? Uh, yeah, it's... Um, we have some decals. The bathroom is a frequent friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> a frequent friend. <laughs> yeah. Listen, imagine if you described other friends hey. as, like, how frequently you talk to them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's an infrequent friend, but we're still pretty close. <laughs> Hey, I mean, I have to call the bathroom my friend with how often I visit. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Unless the bathroom doesn't like you and they're like, oh my god, why are they back? Uh, then I'll just be like I was in middle school and call people that I consider friends friends, even though I know they hate me. Oh no, that's really sad. Yeah. There, there. Thank you. <laughs> is that uh, your is that your answer, Starbucks too? I am too? not answering Starbucks okay, because right. I have a mm, grudge. Okay. I'm wait then. I would probably say mm, Goodwill. Yeah? Goodwill, Goodwill but you know Goodwill as actually a company, treat their employees yeah. with respect. Good Goodwill as a company. I'm a bootleg Goodwill. <laughs> You're a bootlicker for Goodwill? <laughs> I said bootleg. Oh my god, I was gonna say, like, what the hell do you mean by that? I was uh, just bootlicker for goodwill. <laughs> Don't lick Goodwill boots. Yeah, I don't know what That's they've been. That's so gross. I have no idea where they've been, and for all those weird fetishes out there, no thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, you saying, like, uh, thrift stores. But, again, yeah. like like a farmer's market, I feel like thrift stores would open up on their own pretty free, pretty quickly. Unless, unless you have those people who are, like, you know, capitalists. They're, like, like I don't I know. want, like... Monetary value, or mon like not monetary value, right. money and right. money or currency will pop up again. Yeah, that's what and, like that's what I mean though. Like farmers markets will start up again, and I feel like if there's like empty dead stores full of product, thrift stores will be like un like un like a I, immediately I make, they'll start up again. I want to make something that like I want to I want to get uh, start up kind of like. You've talked to me about this before. There's a store out there that you'll bring product in, and if people buy it, you get the money for Consignment it. shops. Yes. Those I are usually, wanna... like, locally owned, though. Yes. But I want to make a, uh, I want to make a bigger one. Like, yeah. It's like Goodwill. Okay. And it's like a consignment shop. But people bring stuff in that they think someone will find valuable. Okay. And, uh... You mean, like, a pawn shop? Like, a pawn shop? Maybe. Uh, people bring stuff in that they they would think someone would find valuable mm-hmm. to sell it. Like, you'll have, like, collectors going around and bringing stuff so back. So a pawn shop. 
not necessarily that they would get the money for it. Okay. Uh, it's specifically meant to help people get back on their feet. Okay. Who are we helping get back on their feet? Anybody? If it's if it's the apocalypse, there's definitely people who need yeah. help. We're not talking about starting a new store, though. What's a store no, you would I don't keep open? Start a new store. I know not... there's a store out there like that. What that? You, you... I am gonna scream. <laughs> you have to you have to pick a store that stays. Uh, but I had such a you great st- idea. Listen to me. Okay. You're okay, putting okay. your money. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I I know where you're going with this. Okay. Let me talk. <laughs> uh. Sorry for all those listeners, and that slight, uh, off-topic, I guess, answer to the question. Um, I'm thinking now. Yeah. Uh, you I, can still open your pawn store for no, the, for the masses. Now I don't want to, because you... I didn't mean that. I was <laughs> saying that's not the question. Ugh. If I have to kept, keep one thing alive, yes, that is currently alive right now, yeah, a remnant of capitalism. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, that has absolutely no appeal to me right now. Well, you were saying establishment. What What did you mean by that? If not like a store well, or I mean, restaurant? Depending on. Well, I mean, like if you limit it down to a store or a restaurant, um. You eliminate the p- other possibilities that mm-hmm. someone would be thinking of. Yeah. Uh, like a, a law firm or something. Yeah. But, like, what were you thinking of when Me you made personally? sure to open up the well, possibility? Well, I wanted, I, I wanted the possibility open because I want to know what other people will think of. Yeah. Like, who knows? Someone will want a makeup shop still open. That's still a store. Being mean to me. I wanted the option open because I wanted to know what what things people want open. What things do you want to see still open after the apocalypse? Yeah. Like the light and the darkness. For for someone, they could want something open solely because of the memories. Okay. Not because it has any benefit. Like the Grand Canyon gift shop. (laughs) Or like the the fire tower down the lane from their old childhood home. And it's like, well, the firemen are still there. There's no other fire stations in the entire world but this one. Can you imagine? Oh my god. Or, you know, like, they want this walk-in art place yeah. to stay open. I thought you were going to say walk-in clinic. And I'm like, well, that's, like, actually just useful in the apocalypse. Yeah, what I mean, like, you know those houses we see on that one road where yeah. they're like this is an art place art museum and you're like that's a house yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like who knows maybe they want that open because yeah. they have some memories there it's yeah. strange because that's a house but, yeah you, know, you do you my guy <laughs> yeah but like let's just say we are restarting from the ground up and like cap cal- because capitalism failed what is something that you would still love to have after capitalism becomes dismantled? Uh, shoot. Uh, what I would love. You're laughing. I am laughing because part of me said, Target. Target, said, no, no. Please, no. 
why? White girl, white girl paradise. <laughs> All of the white girls of the apocalypse would just be like, oh my god, I'm, I can't believe Target's still open. Wow. <laughs> Good God. I mean, oh Starbucks God, they would still, still be open. They still have these cute little figurines that I wanted before the apocalypse. Can you imagine? How do I pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism is gone. They're just like, wait, my debit card doesn't mean anything anymore. Can I just take this? And the Target employees are just like, we don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> See, our, que- our, our uh, uh, thinking question is a little skewed. Yeah. <laughs> if ca- if capitalism failed, why in the yeah. world do we have stores open? Yeah. They they, they lose see, like, their meaning. But see, like I chose mine as a gathering place. I'm not saying they're not giving their coffee away for free. They very well might be just like, well, we have all these fucking supplies, <laughs> and they're just like, here, you have a coffee for free. Can you imagine? If it if like a gathering place just came with drinks. Like how, like, there's usually, like, this junky little coffee maker in, like, waiting rooms that you can have free coffee, but, like, it's a whole Starbucks instead. And they're just like, yeah, nobody pays for anything anymore, so we just get our supplies from someone who likes to see us happy. And it's like, wow, okay. The farmer down the road gives us fresh milk, and the the coffee farmers down south make sure to distribute as much as they can in, in return for Michael's. lumber, you know? You're saying Michael's? It's a good store. Art stores in general, but yeah, you know, Michaels. Just like a like a good supply store for all kinds of crafts and art. Staples. Staples. Well, you have to pick one. I want Staples. Staples is good. All office supplies, desk chairs in the apocalypse. Someone comes in and is like, you know what? Can I can I have a printer? And they're just like, yeah, sure, take a printer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Staples sells phones too. So do they? Yeah, they sell phones and tablets I've and seen, computers. I've seen tablets and computers. I don't think they sell phones. Uh, our tablets and computers basically should be phones at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they sell phones. They sell more like notebook paper and like binders and office chairs and desks. Just toss the Michaels and uh, Best Buy and the Staples together, and boom, you have an all-purpose store yeah. that isn't grocery. I mean, that sounds good. What about Ikea? It's Gross. The... No, like, Ikea is kind of an apocalypse in and of itself. You go in there, and it doesn't feel like It's capitalism. a liminal space. Yeah, it's a liminal space! Oh my god, Ikea is a liminal space. If y'all don't know, liminal spaces are kind of like this online phenomena right now. Uh, liminal means the transition phase. It means, like, the space between one place and another. When you're looking around your house, when it's empty because all the furniture is out because you're moving, your house has become a liminal space. It's a space that you no longer inhabit, but that you once did, and it holds a lot of memory, even though the memories could no longer exist the way it is now. Liminal spaces on the internet are kind of these slightly nostalgic photos that also are just, like, abandoned or creepy in some way. Sometimes they're like, um, 3D rendered instead of real, so they have, like, this this uncanny valley quality to them. They're really incredible. I recommend... Sorry to interrupt. I recommend going to the Liminal Spaces subreddit and looking at a few of the images. I love to sort by um, top posts of all time and, like, just scroll because they are so mind-bending. It's, it's just incredible mm. i i want you to do this the way, the way that i understand that liminal space is like how you described like your house and suddenly it's not occupied and yeah. has those memories yeah uh 
basically liminal spaces tap in like you said to the nostalgia part of it like you feel like you've been there before yes but there's no one there in the picture yeah so it feels wrong because you you remember it with people there or Mm -hmm. something else was there but the picture here is just the bare bones yeah it's like it's like leftovers and it's like hard for your brain to wrap around it I think Uncanny Valley is a great way to describe it. It's like the Uncanny Valley of architecture because you see, like, the neon carpets that you remember from 90s movie theaters, but it's in, like, this abandoned concrete building and the background is very dark and it's obviously taken with, like, flash photography at night. And you're like, whoa, that looks like a place that I used to walk around with my friends and, like, have a great time and play laser tag, but now it's just, like, falling apart? How can that be? And, like, it takes a while for your brain to kind of work through all the feelings. And it, it's not, like, it, it's cool to, like, look through because a lot of them will resonate and then some of them won't. And you're kind of like, I can tell that this meant something to someone at some point. But it doesn't necessarily mean that to me. There was uh, a YouTube video I watched about it, actually, where he talked about how there's a similar subreddit, but, like, for Russia, I believe. And how, like, or the Ukraine, like, what, like, what feels like liminal spaces to like that kind of architecture and things and like how it doesn't quite resonate with Americans and the liminal spaces subreddit that like I was going on it feels very like Americana like dead Americana like abandoned shopping mall and abandoned 90s and like I don't know things that we would have remembered from a childhood that we like half lived if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but there is definitely a whole nother vein of that from other cultures that we don't belong to, that they see, and they're like, oh my god, that feels like, you know, that feels like the British countryside to me where I grew up, and like, but it feels wrong because it's hollow, and like, it's like a cheap interpretation of what I remember it used to be, and like, it's wild that everybody has different experiences. It's wild that everybody has, like, so many different experiences with, like... I don't know, I'm just starting to think about, like, how the world is lots of different places, and that's... A little much for your brain to handle. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little much for my brain to handle. I think we're gonna have to... Speaking of going places, we went to Six Flags not that long ago. Yes, we social distanced. Yes, Yes, we wear wear, masks. They were actually really careful. Yeah, like, I... I felt safe. Like when it started feeling too crowded, we left. Yeah. Because we were like, mm, it was. It was. See, they were having their Halloween celebration, and after dark, it felt like oh, there were a lot more people there than there were before. But it wasn't because of the scare actors either. It was just like there were a lot more guests around, and it was like, hmm, I think it's time to go eat dinner and go home. Yeah, like, I. Uh, it was totally not crowded in the slightest when we were up there, mm-hmm. Maryland. Maryland, where we went takes their uh, regulations pretty seriously, much more than where we live now. Yeah. Uh, he- people here, uh, you, d- I go through the day looking at all of these people coming into my store, and half of them don't wear masks, and yeah. I'll have uh, a day where everyone coming in is not wearing a mask and only the employees are wearing masks. Yeah. And I, it, I hate it, that too. It makes me so mad. I hate that too. But uh, we were going up to uh, we were going up to Six Flags, but yeah. we we uh, actually didn't go like it wasn't a one day kind of thing. No, like, yeah. We went up to Maryland and stayed at my friend's house, 
we were not social distancing with the friend, which probably was unsafe. Yeah. Our friend also works in a retail environment, though, so we kind of, like, calculated the risks and decided that it was, like, time to take one. <laughs> it was time yeah. to take a risk. And it was our anniversary, so we wanted to do something nice, so we felt like going to the state that we both used to live in and, like, going to the beach when it was, like, it was actually really nice. The beach was so empty because it's, it's, it was cold up there. So we were wearing sweaters wandering around the beach, and it was so, it was cozy. It was it really was nice. nice. Like, we made sure that we stayed away from people. Yeah. And uh, washed our hands. Uh, you know, what you, you normally yeah, you know, do. What you're supposed to we be have, doing. We had Halloween masks, so it was a great time. And uh, we had a great time up there. We went up to see for, what is it? What? We went to Cape Penelopen. Cape Penelopen, yeah. Cape, Cape Penelopen. It's, it's yeah. actually Henlopen, but I always pronounce it Henlopen because it's easier for my mouth to say that. Yeah. But we went to Cape Henlopen. Hey, I mean, when I said it, said it to my phone, I said, uh, Cape Henlopen, and uh, my Google search took us right to it. So yeah. So I was like, well, I it's, mean. It's a distinct name. We yeah. also went to Rehoboth Beach, and like we said, we went to Six Flags. And it was just a, it was like a nice, relaxed time. It was a good vacation. It was. It was a really nice vacation. I think we... I wanted to talk about uh, what I, like, what I was experiencing at the beach. Mm. Like, I, I, I've had some pretty bad memories with the beach. I've always had a rough time because family was not fun. They, they never made it enjoyable. I always just kind of sat in the sand and felt sad because... I wasn't enjoying it like I thought I could. Because, one, I wasn't really playing with anybody. No one wanted to do anything with me. Mm. So I would just kind of either sit in the water and do nothing. Or I would sit in the sand and do nothing. Because what, what, what are you supposed to do at the beach? Yeah. Aside from when you're, when you're a kid, what are you supposed to do? Play in the sand by yourself? Sit in the water by yourself? Like, I mean... I, I... Like, I... I get that a lot of people have to deal to do that, mm-hmm. but, like, I was surround like, it was when, like, beach days were kids everywhere, screaming, running, having fun, adults playing with their kids, and I'm sitting here watching them, thinking, yeah. like, why, why aren't they doing anything with me? Yeah. Because, I mean, when my foster home, right before I lived with them, uh... My foster mom, she would do stuff with me. She would make sure that she was paying attention to me. She would invite me to come cooking with her. Or yeah. she would do paper mache with me. And when yeah. I lived with these family, I had I was by myself. I didn't get to do anything with them. They just expected me to entertain myself. And then when they wanted to do something with me, I better do it then. And uh, not complain. Yeah. So I'm always sitting on the beach. Whenever we went, and I'd be like, I'm not really enjoying it. So I've never thought of the beach as something fun. And uh, when we went this time, I was with someone who actually wanted to do something with me and enjoyed being in my company and, like, walked with me when I wanted to walk, uh, messed with the sand when I wanted to mess with the sand. Like, it was just really nice to be able to enjoy being at the beach for once and actually have an enjoyable experience. I'm so glad. I wanted to tell you that on the podcast, none, no less, 
because I want it documented that I had a good time. I'm glad you had a good time. That makes me really happy to hear. Because you actually mentioned before that, like, you didn't really look forward to going to the beach because you didn't feel like the beach was a nice place to be. And I, I told you, going to the beach when it's, like, cold outside is a completely different experience to going to the beach when it's crowded with people. And, like, I'm glad we went to Cape Henlopen because when we were at Rehoboth, we walked down to the water and stepped in it and then we walked back up. But at Cape Henlopen, there was, like, this bench at the end of a boardwalk and we just sat and watched the waves and talked about it for a little while. And that was the experience that I was kind of wanting to show you of, like, the beach when it's cold and just, like, experiencing it from a distance instead of, like, having the beach get all up in your business. Because the beach will. <laughs> the sand will get everywhere. The and, beach like, has no chill. The beach has no chill. And then when it's, like, cold, you don't have to have an excuse to sit and watch. You can just sit and watch. You don't have to get up in it. You don't have to, like... It feels like a waste when the beach is warm to not, like, go and swim and, I don't know, learn to surf, you know? It, but, like, when it's cold, you kind of have a reason to sit back and watch, and I love that. Like, I love to watch the waves come in, and I'm glad we sat and did that for a while. I agree. I just, I'm, I'm very glad that instead of sitting there thinking of nothing, thinking that we could be doing something else, yeah. thinking that we could be doing more, enjoying ourselves, and just enjoying the beach as what I envisioned the beach to be. I was able to just kind of sit there and know that if I did want to go build a sand castle, you would probably do it with Oh, me. for sure. Like, we both agreed that we didn't want to get sand on us again, though. Nope. Which, <laughs> like, good. no, listen. I didn't have samples. Listen, though, like, it was nice for me, too, to not have a family dragging me around and have, like, have it be, like, a personal experience where I said to you, hey, I know we said that we would walk down to the ocean again like we did at Rehoboth, but now that we're here at Cape Henlopen, I think I'd rather not get sand on my feet again. Can we just sit on this bench instead? And you said, I agree. I don't want to get sand on my feet either. And we sat and we watched. And, like, even if that's not your cup of tea, I'm sure that you all can agree that um, it's nice to have a decision be a unanimous decision with the person that you're hanging out with where you're, like, on the same page. And that I liked that. Mm -hmm. I liked and that even moment. if... And it, it even... Mm, even <laughs> if <laughs> the person you're with doesn't want to do that, it's... Right. It's you okay. can split off too. Yeah, it's okay if one of you wants to go down to the beach yeah. or whatever whatever you're doing. You're allowed it's to okay. be alone. Yeah, it's okay for them to go do their own thing and you watch from afar. You're, yeah. You're allowed to. You, you can have say to do what they want to do. You can say, Hey, listen, I think I'll stay here, but you can go do that and I'll keep like I'll watch if you want and like I'll keep an eye on you if you'd rather and if you have anything to show me, just let me know. Like that's a cool thing to be able to say and to be able to like you have, like, it shows that you know yourself, and you know kind of what you want, and I know that this is, like, going beyond being at the beach at this point. The beach has become an analogy for just life, where someone says, hey, like, I wanted to, like, let me give it another analogy then. Someone says, hey, I kind of wanted to, like, get into music. Do you, do you want to, like, take your ocarina and come play with me and my band? And you're like, you know, I know I told you I like to play the ocarina, but I would much rather play the ocarina on my own 
you can go have your band and I'll be happy to listen to what music you produce, but thank you for inviting me. Like, that, that's another analogy of, like, you know yourself, you know what you want to do. You don't always have to do what you're good at for other people. You can do what you're good at or what you enjoy for yourself. And going off from that, uh, if you aren't comfortable doing something that, like, like, suddenly, like, you had a reputation for liking playing the ocarina, per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're like, yeah, I liked playing, uh, with people or around people. And then suddenly, one day, you re- you realize that you actually don't like doing that anymore. That yeah. you don't like playing for people. You don't like playing around people. Yeah. You don't like, you, you prefer doing it alone or quietly or just on certain days you're allowed to change your mind and you're allowed to uh decide to do it differently um i wanted to lead that into uh those moments when you are considered talkative and that you talk to all your friends and you always have good conversations and then one day you realize that talking takes up a lot more of your energy and you just don't want to do it but you had a reputation for doing it for so long that you feel wrong not to you can but it's starting to hurt you and you're exhausted you can let you can let yourself change you can you can change you're allowed to change you're allowed to change and you're allowed to tell people like i have changed you're Mm -hmm. allowed to say that and if they say no you haven't then maybe they don't know you and that's okay you can grow apart from people, too, if they refuse to acknowledge that you have grown. And I think that's a lovely note to end on, because I'm getting sleepy. It's almost midnight, I believe. Oh my gosh, it's 12.03! Wow! <laughs> Which means it's 10.03 in Colorado. I'm sorry, Colorado. Good night, Colorado. Um, soon after this, you'll hear a word from us. From us? You know, I mean, soon being, like, you know... Yeah, we'll do another podcast. To the people who are listening in the future, it will be soon that you'll be hearing the next episode. Yeah. But for right now... It's gonna, yeah. For us, uh, this for us, is it's... going to be ending on this note. Yeah, it's good night. Good night, listeners. <laughs>